happy new year. Uh, if you've had a bit of time off over Christmas, hope you had a good, uh, a good time off and a bit of a rest. And can you believe that it is 2024? Uh, I remember back when I was in primary school, uh, we had to write a little piece uh, in our books um, uh, about the distant future. And I remember that the year we had to write about was 2025, and we're nearly there. Uh, I can't believe it. It's often at the start of a year like this uh, that we realize how much time flies, don't we? Uh, I don't know if you get those little pop-ups from your uh, photos app on your phone or from Facebook where it says, uh, brings up a photo and it says five years ago or 10 years ago. Uh, and you think, I can't believe that was 10 years ago uh, that we did that. Uh, or maybe uh, when you come to church, uh, especially if you were here when we started St. Joseph's, uh, you see that photo on the banner outside every time you turn up and you think, we were so young back then <laughs> and we have got so old. Uh, I certainly think that. Time flies, doesn't it? And time is precious, uh, and time is limited. Uh, loads of things can be created, can't they? Uh, we can create wealth uh, if we manage money well, uh, but we can never create time, can we? Uh, no one is able to grow more time. Uh, once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, you can't store it up in barns. Uh, yesterday's time is gone forever, uh, and it's never coming back. You could say that time is our scarcest and most precious resource. And how do we, how do we usually respond uh, to the way that time flies? And well, we hurry, don't we? And we try and pack as much in as possible. For many of us, uh, when someone says to us, uh, how are you doing? Uh, the standard response is, I'm busy, busy. And yet it's possible for our lives to get so full, isn't it, that they actually feel quite empty. Uh, maybe you've already started uh, this year thinking about what else you can do this year, what else you can add in, uh, what your New Year's resolutions are. Uh, but as we start this year, 2024, we need to recognize that doing more does not always mean that we are doing well. Uh, doing more does not always mean that we are doing well. And the start of the year is a good time to think about how life is going, isn't it? And now don't get me wrong, uh, the Bible calls us to make the best use of time. Uh, Paul writes to the Ephesians, look carefully then how you walk, uh, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time. We're also called not to be lazy. Uh, the book of Proverbs calls out the sluggard, the lazy person, uh, and tells them to carefully consider the labor of the ant and to get wise. Uh, there's the parable of the talents, isn't there? You might know it, uh, which calls us to be faithful with the gifts and resources that God has given us and to invest them well, with the aim of one day standing before God and hearing him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, we're not to waste our lives. But there is a, a type of busyness uh, where we just have the wrong priorities uh, or we're just trying to do too much uh, and so the only way to fit everything into our schedule is to speed everything up and to hurry everything uh, to the point that life becomes a bit of a blur. Uh, we're constantly in a hurry and it has serious implications for our spiritual life uh, and our growth as Christians. The author, John Mark Comer, uh, suggests some signs that we might be moving too fast in life. Uh, here are a few. Uh, irritability. 
Uh, we're impatient or irritable, uh, especially with those close to us. Uh, it's easier to hide with those who we, uh, easier not to hide it with those who we uh, know well, isn't it? Uh, restlessness, uh, we struggle to relax and slow down even when we have time off. Uh, maybe you felt that over Christmas. Compulsive overworking, uh, escapist behavior, uh, trying to escape into distraction, uh, whether that's doom scrolling on our phone or binge watching Netflix. Uh, getting sucked into the tyranny of the urgent, uh, only ever managing to do the urgent thing on our to-do lists, uh, but not the really important things. And ultimately being too tired to do the, the things that are really life-giving, uh, spending time with God in his words, uh, investing in the people who are close to us, prayer. Uh, do you ever feel those things? Uh, I know that I do. I'm, I'm certainly not standing up here saying that I've got it all sorted. And there is more at stake here for this coming year uh, than just our emotional health. This is really key to our spiritual life and our walk with Jesus. Uh, as one author puts it, in the modern world, uh, we are distracting ourselves into spiritual oblivion. Uh, there is just so much to get distracted by these days, isn't there? Uh, we have uh, access to so many different activities, uh, so many different TV programs. Uh, we get less sleep than previous generations uh, because we've got electricity and different devices. Uh, we also have so many different ways of saving time, don't we? Uh, whether it's uh, cordless hoovers or online shopping or dishwashers. And yet, even with all these time-saving things, uh, they can make us feel busier than ever. Uh, they save time, uh, but we just keep on filling those minutes up. Uh, and if we, even if we do find some time, uh, our minds drift to what needs to be done, to the to-do list, the next thing. And yet, we so easily neglect what is really important. Do you remember what Jesus said was the most important commandment? Uh, when he was asked, he said this, uh, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Uh, this is the great and first commandment uh, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, we're to love God with all our heart and soul and mind uh, and we're to love others as Christ has loved us. Uh, and what is the good of doing more and more and more this year? Uh, if we're not doing the main things, uh, if we're not being faithfully present to God uh, and faithfully present to others uh, and to the good works that he has prepared for us to walk in, uh, we are called to love. Uh, and love is not something that can be hurried, can it? Uh, whether that's with God or with anyone else. Uh, as the, the classic phrase goes, uh, love is spelt T I. M-E. Now, uh, I'm not standing up here claiming to have some sort of silver bullet for, uh, for hurry. Uh, I, I, ironically, I felt like I was really hurried writing this sermon this week. Uh, but it just felt so ironic. I was stressed that I was hurried writing a sermon on hurry uh, after preaching at Christmas as well. But what's the solution to Hurry. Uh, the author, uh, John Mark, Mark Comer, writes this, the solution to an over-busy life uh, is not more time. It's to slow down and simplify 
our lives around what really matters? The answer is to give ourselves to the countercultural rhythm of walking with Jesus, which happens at a slower pace. It happens at walking pace. And I don't know if any of you uh, like running. Uh, I love getting out for a run, uh, particularly when it's out in the hills or in the countryside. Uh, and so I really relate to what the Bible says about running the race and, and getting to the finish line. But um, the verb that's used most frequently uh, for the Christian life in the Bible isn't actually running. Uh, it's walking. You see, the pace of faithfulness is often slower than we think. Uh, hundreds of times in the Bible, um, uh, the Christian life is described as a walk, uh, walking with God. Uh, and only six times is it described as running uh, or a race. And that's nearly always in the context of, of persevering and making it to the end and keeping going even when it's difficult. The everyday Christian life is described as walking. Uh, as we heard Paul say to the Ephesians, look carefully then how you walk. Uh, he tells them to be wise. Uh, to make the best use of time. Uh, but it doesn't give a sense that that means that we're in a constant hurry. Uh, and we don't really get a sense from the Gospels that Jesus was in a constant hurry. Uh, you see, we need to allow margin in life. Uh, so the space between our load uh, and our limits as humans and, and our personal limits. Uh, so that we can be patient and not frustrated. Uh, so we can delight in a rainbow or a sunset and glorify God, uh, so we can be prayerful and dwell in God's word. Uh, faithfully following Jesus happens slower than we might think. Uh, Jesus wants us to grow in him. Uh, he wants to see fruit in our lives and in the lives of others. Uh, and fruit takes time to grow, doesn't it? Uh, it can't be hurried. Fruit happens slowly as we abide in Jesus. You see, Jesus doesn't want our hurried busyness, uh, even if it's busyness for him. Uh, he wants us to walk with him and to abide in him. Now, I'm afraid I don't have a, a five-point plan to fix your busy, hurried life, uh, if that's what you're feeling this morning. Uh, I don't have all the answers. Uh, I, I can't promise you that this year is going to be totally different to, uh, to last year. But there is one thing that we absolutely must do this year, and we must do every year. Uh, we see that in Luke chapter 10 that we just read earlier. And it's just as relevant whether we uh, feel hurried and busied uh, or whether we're feeling that uh, we actually have a quieter pace of life. Uh, in some ways, it can be just as easy to neglect what is important when we aren't busy and to put it off until tomorrow. Uh, at the end of Luke chapter 10, uh, it'd be great if you had it open in front of you, uh, we get the closest thing uh, Jesus gave to a sermon on busyness. Uh, it's very short, uh, maybe because uh, it was for busy people. Uh, it's only uh, a couple of sentences in terms of what Jesus says. Uh, and um, we're told uh, that a woman named Martha uh, welcomes Jesus into her house. Uh, and and, and Martha, uh, her sister Mary uh, sits at Jesus' feet uh, and listens to his teaching. Uh, but, but Martha is distracted. Uh, she uh, knows she's got an important guest. She wants to serve him. Uh, and the reality is that she's a bit wound up that Mary isn't really helping her out. She's just sitting there with Jesus. 
And so she says, Martha says to Jesus, uh, don't you care? Uh, tell her, Mary, to help me. Uh, and the Lord Jesus replies, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. I don't know about you, but it feels pretty easy to sympathize with Martha. Um, there's an important guest, uh, the house is a mess, uh, no one's going to get the coffee made uh, or the dinner made. Uh, if someone doesn't do it, who's going to do it? And in some ways it feels like Jesus isn't being very realistic. Uh, someone has to get things done. Uh, we can't all sit and read and pray all day. Uh, our families need us, uh, the church needs things to be done, uh, we need to stay on top of work. Uh, what Mary's doing just isn't practical. And it's not like Martha is, um, uh, you know, getting something ordered on Amazon or, or watching dogs breakdance on YouTube or something. Um, she's serving others as we are encouraged to do in the Bible. Uh, she just feels she needs to get on. Uh, and I'm sure we can all relate to that, can't we? Uh, and I'm sure Martha felt like that. Uh, she thought that Jesus would see uh, that Mary should be getting on with serving alongside her. Uh, she thought he would back her up. Uh, but he doesn't, does he? Uh, he sees things differently. He says, Martha, Martha. I uh, were told that Jesus loved this family, Martha and Mary and, and Lazarus, the brothers and sisters. Uh, and he says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Uh, you're, you're fussing too much. You're, you're getting worked up about nothing. You are busy, but not with what matters most. Uh, Mary has chosen the good portion. Uh, she's sitting at my feet, Jesus' feet, to learn and to worship. Uh, she has chosen the good portion. When Jesus talks of the good portion, uh, he's echoing the Old Testament passages which talk of a close fellowship with God as the good portion in life. Uh, it's the, the greatest treasure you could have. Uh, and that's what Mary has chosen. She has chosen to spend time with Jesus. And I don't think this is a, a blueprint for every moment in life. Uh, I don't think we should uh, set up the new St. Joseph's monastic community for this coming year. Uh, the Bible has a lot of other things to say. It's a big book. But it is a very strong reminder uh, as we start 2024 that we need to get first things first, don't we? Uh, there is one thing we must do. Uh, we're told that Martha was distracted. One commentator writes, uh, for my money, the most important word in the whole story is distracted. Martha isn't doing the wrong thing necessarily. Uh, she's just so busy, she's giving Jesus the leftovers. You see, God isn't looking down from heaven when we have a hectic day uh, and shaking his fist at us. Uh, but he knows that we are missing out on the good portion. And we need to make spending time with him the priority. And uh, not just because we, we should do, uh, but because spending unhurried time with the Lord uh, it's the number one thing we can do to bring order to our lives uh, and to know the good portion in life. I wonder how you're going with that uh, as we start 2024. 
Uh, imagine someone recorded your week for you uh, and then showed it to a stranger. What would the stranger say was the one thing in your life, the one thing each day uh, that you couldn't do without, that had to happen? Maybe it's uh, getting the washing done, uh, getting your emails done, uh, putting the kids to bed, watching the footy. What would it be? It's a challenging question, isn't it? Uh, but I don't say it to, to guilt trip us <laughs> as we start this year or, or to add another thing to the to-do list. Jesus just wants us to see that sitting at his feet, uh, spending time with him, listening to God's word and spending time in prayer is the good portion, uh, the greatest treasure. Uh, we get to spend time with him each day. Uh, and so uh, as we start this year, uh, Jesus asks, uh, asks us to come to him and to Stop seeking to cram in one more thing uh, because we fear missing out. Uh, to stop being so ruled by our to-do lists that we become second-rate friends. Uh, to repent of allowing everyone except Jesus to have priority on our calendar. And to stop being distracted by the uh, allure of success and satisfaction away from him. Uh, and he says to us, as we start 2024, one thing is necessary. Uh, so let me ask you this. Uh, in what ways do you need to slow down or rearrange your priorities this coming year? And maybe there are things you need to decide to prioritize, uh, things you need to say no to, uh, things you need to stop doing. But know that we can't do this by just trying harder. Uh, we have to see that this is a gift from God. We have to see that it, it really is the good portion. Uh, the most significant and blessed thing we can do each day is to sit at the feet of Jesus and learn to trust him. Uh, that's when we'll actually rearrange our priorities. You see... Martha shows us that the engine that drives so much of our hurry, doesn't she? Do you see that? Jesus says, you are anxious and troubled about many things. And so often we are too, aren't we? We're anxious and troubled. Uh, we think that the certainty of our future, the certainty of this coming year, uh, and the comfort of our present is completely dependent on us. Uh, we worry that God will be disappointed with us if we fail to do this or that, uh, thinking that he measures us on our achievements. We worry what we people will think of us uh, if we say no, uh, or if we don't keep up with others in some way. Our hurry is a result of our worry about the future, uh, whether that's just about this afternoon uh, or about decades to come. Uh, we worry about our health or how long we will live, uh, or we just worry about the all-too-real needs of this coming week. But if we are trusting Jesus, uh, we do not need to fear for our future, because God himself will be there with us. He will be with us in whatever path we have to walk. Uh, Jesus says to us, 
Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? Uh, And he goes on to say in his Sermon on the Mount, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I don't know what your coming week looks like. Maybe you're getting back into the swing of things, uh, back into a busy week at work. Uh, I don't know what's on your mind as uh, you think about this coming year. And I don't want to belittle anyone's concerns or worries. But Jesus calls us to answer our anxieties about the future by looking to God's faithfulness and to trade them in for faithful presence in today. Uh, Jesus wants us to give ourselves to God's gift of today. You see, today is filled with moments, uh, both large and small, that are full of meaning. Today is the day uh, we can be faithfully present with the Lord and with others. Today is the day that God gives us the grace and strength that we need. uh, Rather than uh, the grace and strength we need for our imaginary tomorrows. Today is the day the Lord has made, uh, as the Bible says, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that we can rest in God's promise, that he will be with us in whatever tomorrow might bring. If we are in Christ, then we, we do not need to worry about the future, because he will always be there. He says to us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, He asks us to trust his promises. Uh, He tells us that we are secure in him because our identity is in him and not in what we do. Uh, And he calls us to rest in him uh, today, to trade in our worries about the future uh, and to be faithfully present to what he calls us to today. Let's pray we might put that into practice. Father God, each of us has different things on our mind for this coming week and this coming year. We thank you that we can rest in you. Thank you that Jesus is the good shepherd who leads us beside still waters. Please help us to trust and believe that he is the good portion, the greatest treasure. And we pray that you would help us to walk faithfully with you this coming year. Help us to be faithfully present to you and to others each day. Help us to see where we need to slow down or change our priorities this year in order to do that. Please would we not be people who hear your word and then neglect to put it into practice, who who let it go in one ear and out the other. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.